welcome back oh. to part two oh my goodness. of the spooky ASMR Quest Special. All right, listeners, we're back with part two of the ASMR Quest Special. So, John, it's been a week, um, and I've been sort of reflecting on my performance in the first part. And yeah. I think it was very good. I think that I, if I was to give myself any notes, it's that maybe I was a little, I was a little too focused, to, uh, like a little too on topic here. I wasn't giving, mm. I wasn't giving my jokes and japes enough room to grow naturally. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. But there was one. I, there's something that I felt bad about, John. There's something. Okay. So I, I made, I made a big, a big old laugh out of coming out as having been a ghost the whole time. Okay. And with some time to sort of reflect on that, I realized that it was sort of insensitive. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out. I'm going to come out again. Uh, I'm not actually a ghost. I've not been a ghost the whole time. Fuck. I was, I was just, I was trying to be topical. I was trying to be cool. But I realized now that by doing that, I was really cheapening um, the experience of people who have actually been ghosts the whole time. Um, and so I want to apologize for that. I also want to take this opportunity to actually come out. As having been a Frankenstein monster the whole time. <laughs> it's true. I am not, I'm a, not a spectral phantasm. I am corporeal. I am also the sort of stitched up um, remains of many people who excavated by a mad scientist and put together, brought to life um, by the elemental force of lightning. Um, I'm a monster, but also through me, you get to see... The monstrous nature of humanity, and the end of my tale will leave you wondering, you know, who the real villain was. Also, I've got big bolt screws coming out of my neck, and I sort of thought someone would notice by now. (laughs) So welcome back to the ASMR Spooktacular. This is the second part of our... Two to four part series. We'll see. <laughs> Probably only two. Last yeah, time. Are you. Oh, never mind. I was, I was going to try to get like a clean break to move into the uh, main quest in case I decided to cut it somewhere other than where we are recording this cut. Okay. So I was trying to get a, like a clean main quest thing going. Could those coughs work? Um, not, not ideal. Like, maybe you just put in those coughs, and then... Now, hold on. Hold on. (coughs) So now you can link those coughs together, sort of, as you want. And then from there, it's like, if you... If if it seems like it's too abrupt of a change, you just throw in those coughs, and then by the end of them, no one will realize. (laughs) Wow, well, I'm sorry that I was just coughing there, but it's time for the main quest! I'm giving you a lot to work with here. I'm very proud uh, of myself. So our main quest this week, listeners, we listen, or sorry, we we watched a handful, a handful. How big of I'm a hand? On? That. Like a baseball mitt, one of those big foam finger hands. Uh, Ian, I'm like thinking a- fucking like Braun Strowman mitts. Oh shit! She's got big hands, John. Is this is he? he sure is, are these hands as big as the pyramid monster from Super Mario sixty four? That is just two hands with eyeballs in the center. Um. Uh, yes. Do you remember that guy? Uh, vaguely. I um never owned a Nintendo sixty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I did play the DS remake of uh of that game. Um, but I don't think I ever finished it. Mm. That boss from the the pyramid level he really stuck with me for some reason hmm. like he's probably the part of that game that i remember the most so he's also kind of spooky <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, two sort of two disembodied hands with eyeballs in the center yeah, that could be yeah. that could be a spectacular i get that i get that so let's talk about some of these spooky Halloween ASMR videos that we watched. Well, we'll be doing that, John, but actually just right after this one quick, um, this one quick sort of divergence. (laughs) Um, you may recall last time we had the spooky resurrection of the indulgences corner. 
um, where yeah. we've been discussing the Quora question. I guess are they Quora mm. articles? Or are they? I don't really know how to describe them. I think it's a question. This Quora yeah, question. question. How can listening to podcasts make me a millionaire? <laughs> um, and last time we heard from marketing consultant at technology, Milos Kaparik, <laughs> and the growth hacker at Shopify, Ade Labinjo. And they sort of gave some suggestions that basically boiled down to podcast recommendations. Like, I love to listen to Legends and Losers. Um, that was that was Milos. And then Ade um, suggested WTF and Planet Money. Um, and Ade... He made a couple of link mistakes, but I hope that he's sort of moved beyond that now. <laughs> um, but we've actually got our third our third answer to how can listening to podcasts make me a millionaire? And this comes <laughs> this comes fresh from Simon Cave, who's built several businesses and blogs, including the Becomer. Um, and I like I like that introduction just right off the bat because it's equating businesses and blogs. <laughs> Now, if I want to build a business, John, that's a whole, like, you know, I have to come up with a business plan. I have to obtain business facilities. I have to have a product. I have to have employees who are distributing this product or service, I suppose. I mean, let's be honest. Most of the American economy is services at this point. The other one is blogs, though. And I can just go on WordPress and I can put together a blog in, I would say, five minutes. <laughs> um, and the fact that he's built several businesses and blogs, including the Becomer, also is, and I can only assume the Becomer is a blog and not a business. I'm googling the Becomer now, um, and I say, hey, oh hey, no, what a wonderful kind of day. If you can learn to work and play and get along with each other, um, I don't actually have anything for the Arthur Corner this week. It's just that. Since Ian has resurrected the indulgences corner and he's like taking the time to look up dumb, unrelated to shit, uh, I felt like I had to get the Arthur corner into this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't like have like a spooky Halloween special without reviving the Arthur corner, but I don't really have anything to say about it this week. But okay, you know, it's, it's a it's a jam. So it is check a jam. It out. Well, here's what I'll say about the Becomer that I've just looked up and sort of investigated real quick. It mm-hmm. is a blog. Um, if you look up the Becomer, it's the first result, thebecomer.com. So that's that's a that's a good first sign. It did go inactive um, August twenty ninth, twenty sixteen, um, which was actually just eleven days after Simon Cave um, posted this answer to how can listening to podcasts make me a millionaire? And I'm looking at this looking at this thing, and there are, there are a couple of posts that had some comments on them. Um, but it does not seem like this was what we would describe as a wildly successful blog. Um, <laughs> Is it a blog that made a million dollars, do you think? Um, I I can't see how it could have made money. Um, but maybe it did. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pictures on this blog. If this is actually a blog right now, I'm, I'm reading the, um, I'm reading part one of Pinterest Traffic Experiment. Um, which actually, oh no, okay, there was a part two. Um, so there, there was a part two on this, but yeah, in general, this does not look like a super successful blog, and I think it is in fact a WordPress blog. <laughs> but anyway, um, Simon, uh, but we don't care about Simon Cave because of his blog, The Becomer. We care about him because he's actually got the answer to how to listening to podcasts, how listening to podcasts will make you a millionaire. And here's the answer, John. Listening to podcasts won't make you a millionaire <laughs> unless you implement what you learn. If you want to become a millionaire, I guess that you'll have to do more than just listening. You can, for example, interview podcasters to get some extra insight and strategies. That's what I did. I interviewed John Lee Dumas. He explained to me how he made $4 million in sales in four years as a podcaster. There's a link to that. Um, I interviewed Jamie Tardy, who interviewed more than a hundred millionaires. And I also interviewed Chris Guthrie, who made six figures on Amazon after getting fired. Can you believe that, John? Six figures on Amazon after getting fired. Every month (laughs) I interview a millionaire, so make sure you join my newsletter, um, Winky Smiley Face. (laughs) I ask them questions that are more specific to me, and this really helps me create a plan for my life, find better ways to build my business, and increase my income. So that's why you should listen to my newsletter, John. <laughs> but there is no secret. Listening to podcasts is nice, but you'll have to work your butt off if you want to make your first million. 
Oh thank my you. god, that's so dumb. Thank you, fan of the show, Simon Cave. <laughs> oh god, what a... Oh fuck, that's awful. <laughs> so John, here's my... So, there's a lot of great parts to that, that particular answer. Um, I'm having a tough time figuring out what I like more. The fact that he interviewed Jamie Tardy, who interviewed more than 100 millionaires. So it's sort of like a second-hand interview of more than 100 millionaires. Or... Or where he describes his new letter, I ask them questions that are more specific to me, and this really helps me create a plan for my life, find better ways to build my business, and increase my income. Uh, I think my favorite part of that is just the fact that they they used Quora as a platform to advertise their, like, get-rich-quick... Uh, their get-rich-quick blog that they discontinued yeah. 11 days after. <laughs> this, is not, this is not a long-term proposition... He just, he linked to these guys 11, like, sometime between then and, well, I guess, uh, to be fair. So the last post was 11 days after this. Um, it maybe was upwards of a week after his last post that he realized he would never, in fact, update it again. But still, <laughs> I mean, she was. I mean, maybe he got a lot of hate for his dumb answer on Quora. Uh, his yeah. dumb, self-serving answer. He's got three upvotes. What? 800 views? Downvote that right now, Ian. John, I have no earthly idea how to interact with Quora. <laughs> I just... I mean, I can click on his... I, I clicked on his picture. Um, okay, and actually... So he's got he's got 99 answers, and the latest is, How can I build a successful blog? Um, which was posted 10 days after this, August 25th, the day before the final post in his own successful blog. Um... <laughs> Also, wow, so so it turns out one thing that I didn't realize about Quora that I just figured out, actually, mm-hmm. is when you have the little things like, you know, oh, answered by Simon Cave, I've built several businesses and blogs, including The Becomer, that's actually something that you change post by post. Oh. And he does change it. So a couple of samples of Simon Cave's um, sort of little qualifications are, I help people start profitable blogs. Or founder of thebecomer.com. Or I've built several businesses. Founder of thebecomer.com. He really goes for that one. I'm the founder of The Becomer. Actually, that was his last three ones. All for things to be posted on August 25th. All the day before he stopped updating The Becomer forever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry, what was the year that The Becomer was last updated? Uh, 2016. So there's okay. still time. It could just be a a year-plus hiatus. <laughs> it's tough to say. Um, Pinterest is an amazing way to drive traffic to your blog. It's actually something that I've learned. Um, and also, oh man, this is great. What are the most effective ways to promote your blog? One of those things, Quora is a very powerful way to drive traffic to your blog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh no, and John, so I'm looking, he's, he posts all these things of, like, traffic at his blog. Yeah. And you can actually see, um, so it's, it's sessions, I assume, per day. And it starts off for a very, for, for a while, there's just nothing, nothing, nothing. And then it spikes up, and it peaks really around August 1st, and then it just sort of starts dropping away. Peaks at what, though? Um, a bit under 1,500. It's not that much. That's not that. It really, yeah, it really is not. And it's it was in the decline. Yeah, I'm sorry, Simon Cave. I feel like I've maybe been a little too hard on you. <laughs> but I don't man. feel that we have. It's just yeah. like one of those like self promoting social media things. Is like, oh, follow me, and I'll tell you how to get rich. I just, there's something that I find so incredibly charming about all these self-help things. Because it's all, you know, I'll tell you how to become rich. And the way that I'll tell you how to become rich is my own path to success. And my path to success was I started this success company. And it's very successful. Um, It's very successful because you're listening to me talk about how to become a success. As a result, you should trust what I tell you about how to become a success and the thing is, yeah, John, it's all so dumb. It's all it's all completely self feeding. And then the people people will read that and they'll be like, 
wow, I should become a success blogger. That's what I've learned about how to become a success. <laughs> and it's just, someday, John, I really hope... Now, I, I work in the field of artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of what I do is thinking about, you know, how to replace people's jobs, how to how to take <laughs> hardworking Americans and rip away their jobs and get the computer to sit in their desk. Um <laughs> And what I really like to think is that, you know, there are all these people who say, like, oh, we don't need to worry about technology replacing us, because there will always be things that humans can do that computers can't. Uh, Spoiler alert, I don't think that's real. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) I do think that there is one thing that humans can do that I'm not sure that machines will ever do, and that's have these bizarre, incestuous (laughs) success blogs. And if computers can do it, if computers can beat humans at that, I mean, that's how we stop the fucking Terminator uprising, John. We just get an AI which is really good at success blogging, and then it distracts all the other AIs from taking over humanity. And they're, soon they're all success blogging, John. They're all success blogging. They're all interviewing each other on their podcasts. Oh, man. Simon Cave. You've opened, you've opened a cave in my soul. And all of these, all of these sort of noxious fumes are coming out. Uh, right to your ears, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of ASMR Quest, where we talk about ASMR exclusively, and we do not talk extensively about success vloggers every single time. That is the third answer to how can listening to a podcast make me a millionaire. I hope that at least some of our listeners are millionaires now because of it. I really need to pee. <laughs> okay. We'll take a quick pee break. Um, John is actually already taking one. He didn't wait for me to sort of confirm that we were going to take a pee break. He's just, he's just going to pee. I'm going to be honest, I don't need to take a pee break right now, listeners. I'm ready to go. I'm here, Frankenstein monster, and so my bowels do not work in a sort of traditional sense. Um, I'm not sure about, did the Frankenstein monster need to eat and defecate um, like a person? That's something that maybe I'm going to look online real quick. Did the Frankenstein monster need to eat? Okay, so actually here we've we've I've brought myself to another Quora post. Um, Frankenstein's creation, Frankenstein 1818 book, eating. What does Frankenstein eat? So Dr. Frankenstein, this is the top end. Dr. Frankenstein ate whatever educated Swiss doctors of the 19th century ate. We can assume he loved mutton, strudel, good beer, and a variety of vegetable dishes, and, of course, good Swiss chocolate. I sense, however, you are actually referring to the Frankenstein monster. It ate and relished raw meat, blood, brains, and sucking bones. But, being not alive, it didn't need to eat at all. It just liked eating those things. Thanks, Jim, Jerry Allen, Kimbrough. You're kind of a dick. You know, I want to be honest. It's a dick way to phrase that thing. Like, if people are talking about Frankenstein, no, they don't fucking mean Dr. Frankenstein, okay? It's perfectly reasonable to think that Frankenstein refers to Frankenstein's monster. Because guess what? Frankenstein is a pretty pretty monstrous name. Jerry Allen Kimbrough. Unbelievable. Um, And then, this actually, the second answer is from Robert Fright, a novelist, producer, and student of cinematography, and he says, electric eel urine. Um... So, you know, that's, thank you for the levity there, Robert Fright. I don't think that that is, in fact, what Frankenstein's monster ate. I don't think that he ate electric eel urine. Although, he might have. And if so, I'd sure look like a fool. Oh, it's sort of tough, listener, because I actually, when John gets back, I'm going to want to tell him about what does Frankenstein eat. But, of course, I've already told you that, and so it would just be very redundant. And so he'll just, he'll have to wait until he listens to the recording to see what does Frankenstein eat. But John, when you're listening to this later, just know that I, I wanted to talk to you about it. I wanted to sort of talk about Jerry Allen Kimbrough and his in, his very passive-aggressive first paragraph and first sentence of the second paragraph where he talks about Frankenstein's monster. But I cannot because that would be redundant. John is now back and he's put on his headphones. Hey there, John. Oh. Hey, Ian. I wonder if the mic picked up my uh, the sounds of my urination. Uh, I tried I, to pee loudly. I heard something that sounded like giggling, but I, I didn't hear any particular urination noises. I don't think I was giggling. Maybe it was a ghost. Maybe it was a, <gasps> a friendly spirit, a Casper-like ghost. Oh my goodness. 
John. How spooky. That actually brings me to a really important point. We've got a sponsor for this podcast. What? And that sponsor is Casper. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it is not the mattress company, though, that sponsors every other podcast, I guess. Um, it is instead the spooky ghost Casper, and he does not have money <laughs> because he's dead and has been dead for a long time. Um, but yeah, so thanks to Casper for sponsoring the show. Please stop entering my dreams as a result of this. That's sort of the payment that he he promised me, is he would no longer haunt my nightmares. (laughs) Wouldn't you want a friendly ghost in your nightmares, though, to kind of help you through it? I mean, that would be nice if he was a friendly ghost, John. And, and, you know, maybe I'm I'm sort of breaking from copy here. But based off of his sort of spectral presence in my my dreams, and the way that he has turned them into nightmares, it's actually turned my life into a nightmare. I'm not sure how friendly this ghost actually is. I think it might just be marketing. And there's a lot of I'm I'm really I'm really bearing a lot on this podcast, John. I've had many revelations already. They just keep coming. Oh man. So the main quest, John. <laughs> yeah. Main Our main quest. quest was to watch spooky ASMR videos. Okay, so I want to talk about a spooky ASMR video that I watched. Let's it's hear called it. Spooky ASMR. Hello, oh, the adorable <laughs> organ harvester, female, intentional, soft-spoken, spooky, squishing, cracking latex gloves. Uh, who is that by? Uh, I don't know. Hold on, I'm getting the video up. I'm seeing who it was. Okay. It was by Seafoam Kittens ASMR. All right, and what did you think of it? Um, so I'm going to be honest. I was watching a bit of this. And then I I realized that I I just didn't want to watch it actually, and so instead <laughs> I watched a video of um, it was some unintentional ASMR. It was somebody making some beef. <laughs> it was like someone frying up a steak, and that was that was actually this. I think that was actually the only spooky ASMR video that I watched was the video of this man frying a steak. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. I failed you. I failed you all of really us. You really did. You had so much time, too. It's been so long since we've recorded. It really has. <laughs> oh my god. What I'll say, though, what I'll say, John, <laughs> it was a good video of the steak being fried. Um, this was sort of... It was sort of being um, done in the hibachi style. So you had that big, th- you had that, you had the big sort of flat grill. This person was working with, and he was spreading oil over. Started off with some vegetables. He like was frying up a couple of vegetables, and these were apparently some very fancy cuts of meat too. It was like wagyu beef or something. Um, a lot of salt and pepper. That's oh, fun fact. I don't actually eat beef. I haven't eaten beef in years and years and years. Um. I don't intend to start anytime soon, but it did, it looked like, if I was gonna have beef, it looked like it'd be good beef. (laughs) (sighs) You had almost three weeks to watch spooky ASMR videos, and instead you watched someone... Cooking a food that you do not eat. It made a very pleasant sizzling noise, John. In my defense, <laughs> you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the first to admit that I did, I did wrong here. But I think, in my defense, it did make a very pleasant sizzling noise. <laughs> Oh, John, you got red. I really did. Uh, I, I got you good. <laughs> oh, my God. So what? what is spooky ASMR like, John? Fill me in. Um, so... 
I've watched a bunch of different videos. Um, most of them were not actually spooky, but they were sort of Halloween themed. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones that I watched that actually was spooky, I did not actually enjoy because it was spooky, and I, you know, it's ASMR, and so I don't really want spooky ASMR because I watch it before I'm about to go to bed. Um, so uh, the spookiest one I watched was that. ASMR Roleplay, Halloween 2017 by Visual Sounds 1 ASMR. Um, it is called That because it is a an, it is an It parody. Oh, interesting. So like a clown. Yeah. A very creepy clown. I did not enjoy or appreciate this clown. And this clown did not bring me tingles. I only watched about three minutes of this video and decided I, I needed to watch something else. <laughs> So, Sounds like we had very similar spooky ASMR experiences, John. I would say that this one was spooky. Most of the others I watched were not spooky, but they were Halloween-themed, and they were enjoyable. Uh, Gentle Whispering... Or no, sorry, uh, Whispers Red has a couple of like Halloween shop videos. I find Whispers Red uh, fairly similar to Gentle Whispering, Um like, obviously they're different people, but they have, like, a pretty similar style to their videos, and I really enjoy both of them. Uh, but so this particular one, or, so, uh, for Halloween, Whispers Red has a couple of, um, videos she's released over the years in which she is a, uh, Halloween shop owner, um, or working in a Halloween shop, um, so both of, uh, so I, I watched two of those. One, she was playing the owner. The other one, she was playing someone who was uh, working. Or, no, who was working there, but was not doing a very good job working there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if I recall correctly, I believe Whispers Red is Irish. But in both of these videos, she was using uh, more of a British accent. Uh, in one of them, where she was the owner, it was sort of a, a, a posh British accent. And the other one was more of a sort of uh, working class, uh, English hooligan accent. Um, I say as someone who is not really all that familiar with the different British accents and who also watched these again right before I went to bed. So my memory for a lot of these videos is is not perfect. Uh, but so these are, uh, I think both maybe somewhat negative stereotypes of British people, uh, that she portrays. But I found it to be a pretty enjoyable video. Uh, and they're a little silly. I don't feel like it was, like, really... I don't think she was just trying to just, like, be like, oh, those fucking Brits. Um, I think it was really all just not, not coming from a little an bit of... Place. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of silly fun. Um, and she, uh, you know, I, I think, as as always, I think she does a great job with her videos. I think they, they have a... I think... Her videos trigger ASMR for me more often than a lot of AS- other ASM artists I've seen. Um, and she has some cool props and is, brings out like a bunch of fun Halloween decorations and stuff. So it was very appropriate for the season. Nice. Uh, so I enjoyed those. Um, then I also watched a number of videos that were more about sort of um, like Halloween crafts and such, I guess. Ooh, so, like, uh, so like I, I watched a, carving out a pumpkin or something. Uh, n- not that specifically. Uh, I watched a different video by Visual Sounds One ASMR, uh, in which she is doing your face paint for Halloween. This one I watched a lot more of, and I liked it a lot more. It uh, was not so spooky. It didn't scare me. Uh, it's just you know she's just doing your face paint for your Halloween costume. Uh, one of those sorts of role plays. You know, similar to like a, a haircut or makeup or any of those other things that are very common, but just with a little Halloween spin on it. So I thought that was perfectly nice. Um, then I also... Oh, uh, yeah, so that uh, I also watched a video by Sassy Crafts. Oh. ASMR, uh, who is someone that I had only just learned about uh where she is making some halloween noisemakers so she's doing some uh some nice halloween crafts what's a halloween uh, noisemaker 
Uh, it's like a rattle, essentially. But Halloween-themed. That's, that's not something I really associate with Halloween, like going around rattling. That's maybe bones rattling, but... Yeah, it, it wasn't her craft idea. It was one she, like, found from one of those, like, craft magazines. Mm. Um, but yeah, so this, I, I had not heard of her before. This was the first video of hers I'd seen, but I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, and she has, like, a bunch of different videos where she sort of makes crafts, uh, but in an ASMR style. So I, I would recommend checking her out. She's pretty cool. Okay. Then I also found watched a, a pretty strange one from Southern ASMR Sounds, Walmart Halloween Walkthrough. Walmart? Uh, so she's just, huh. <laughs> yeah, she's just walking around Walmart, checking out all the Halloween stuff and talking about it. <laughs> so is it is it is it a is it spooky? Do you think is like the is the Walmart is the fact that she's walking around this Walmart sort of spooky to you or? Is it just Halloween and not spooky? Uh, it's just Halloween. It's not spooky. Okay. Um, I found it pleasant, but it didn't trigger ASMR for me because it wasn't really um, uh, binaural or anything. Was this like uh, was this a real like a real sort of real action video? She's actually in the Walmart walking. Yeah, she's around. actually in the Walmart walking around. Just like, how is she recording? What's her recording setup like? I think she's just using like a camcorder or something. Okay, so she's just using like a built-in mic. I think so. Oh, wow. Was it, like, pretty reasonable quality, or...? Yeah, it was, it was reasonable quality, but not what I would want for, like, ASMR. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. But... She was, like, whispering to... I feel like yeah, it was weird. It's more, so... it more soft-spoken. It's not whispering so much. It's more of a soft-spoken style. Were there other people in this Walmart? Yeah, but it wasn't a super busy Walmart. Okay. So it wasn't too problematic. Did anyone ever notice her recording an ASMR video in a Walmart? Um, I didn't watch the whole thing, so I can't say that uh, no one spotted her, but at least in the portion that I watched, uh, no one came up to her and addressed the fact that she was recording this video in a Walmart. Oh, man. I mean, just imagine being... Do you think Walmart would kick you out for recording an ASMR video? Because, I mean, Ikea, Ikea had that whole ASMR commercial, right? And so right, maybe um, companies are trying to court ASM artists now, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Walmart wouldn't kick you out even if you just, like, pooped in one of the aisles. Yeah, so... that's, that's maybe true. <laughs> that's maybe a true thing about Walmart. In a sense, Walmart is, I think, a beautiful thing because it accepts <laughs> you as you are. <laughs> like, there's nothing aspirational about Walmart. A lot of stores, I feel, a lot of brands out there are all about being aspirational, right? It's like, buy our product and you'll be a better person. You'll be like these mm. handsome folks that you see. I don't see any of that sort of advertising with Walmart. <laughs> it's like, Walmart, come as you are, leave as you are. But with some more stuff. And maybe a little depressed. I mean, but John, in all honesty, if you're going to Walmart, you're probably showing up a little depressed anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. And again, like, there's, uh, I think, I think you have a stronger negative reaction to Walmart than I do, because I think, I don't know, I just, I like how Walmart does not put on pretensions. Except for I, all those smiley faces. Those smiley faces are, in fact, the very definition of pretensions. <laughs> yeah, they are a straight up lie. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and then getting in back towards the spookier a little bit, I guess, um, ASMR Glow, and a couple of other ASMR artists, but I didn't watch the other ones, have ASMR Halloween My Ghost Stories, or that's the title of this particular one. But there were other ASMR artists who have videos where they are sort of telling ghost stories and stuff. Um, so in this one, ASMR Glow is talking about spooky stories from her life. Uh, and I, I thought it was a, a pretty enjoyable video. Uh, this one's more of a up-close, sort of soft-spoken a sort of um, more classic ASMR. Yeah, experience. more classic ASMR. Uh, just talking to the camera, but telling some ghost stories. Mm. Uh, but some personal ghost stories. Were these true ghost stories, do you think? Were these actually ghosts that she experienced? Well, I believe they were true in that I believe these were experiences from her real life. I don't believe that there were real ghosts involved. Uh, why not, John? Well, Ian, I have to confess. Oh my goodness, we're getting a confession. On uh, maybe a, not the most appropriate uh, 
episode to confess this on. This might on, actually be the I, least I, appropriate episode to make this particular confession, if it is, in fact, the confession that I suspect it is, but go on. I do not believe in ghosts. <laughs> do you believe in Frankenstein monsters? What? Do you believe in Frankenstein monsters? Yes. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so what did you think when I came out as a, as having been a ghost the whole time? What did you think was happening? Well, I wanted to believe, Ian. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I, I did believe. Okay, so it was like, it was maybe like a sort of Santa Claus thing where like you... Like, I mean, John, what does it mean for Santa Claus to be real or fake? Oh, spoiler alert to all of our listeners out there. Santa Claus is not real. <laughs> parents. Um... <laughs> If we have yeah, any young if you're a parent out show, there who has some like young children, and uh, you think like, oh, I don't need to worry about getting my kids Christmas presents this year because Santa's going to take care of that, mm-hmm. uh, I have I have bad news for you. Yeah, I was actually I was about to uh, sort of apologize in case we had any young listeners. Um, no, don't worry happy. about that. We don't have any listeners. Well, also, John, <laughs> I sort of I sort of cast my mind back to the early days when I went on that the sort of soap vagina rant. <laughs> And I realized if we do have young listeners, I mean, someone needs to apologize to them, but it's their parents. <laughs> do, do we have an explicit tag in iTunes? Yeah, we, we, we do. Fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, and then I also watched some videos uh, that were... A little more getting into the spirit of Halloween. Um, I watched ASMR Halloween roleplay, ear-to-ear chanting, inaudible, and hand movements by Massage ASMR, and ASMR Zombie Apocalypse roleplay, soft-spoken by GB ASMR. Oh, boy. Uh, so these are both more sort of costumes, playing characters, um, playing some, you know, maybe some spooky characters. Uh, so I, I, I saved these for last because I thought they were the most. Most appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I did enjoy both of these. Uh, Massage ASMR, I think, is a very good ASMR artist. I really enjoy a lot of his stuff. Uh, in this particular video, he is playing a uh, a conjurer, I believe, who Ooh. is conjuring up a, a potion for you. He's doing some some chanting, some some spooky Wait, mystical Conjuring chanting. Conjuring up a potion? Yeah, I, th- I it is a, a little bit of a weird concept, but yes, he is conjuring a potion. I that's 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 just not a John. You brew potions. You don't conjure them. Maybe I mean you could conjure a potion. Like you could arguably conjure up anything. It's sort of an indirect way of going about it, but I I guess but I don't know. It's like. I what so what do most people conjure? Most people conjure up sort of mundane items, right? And like the magic of conjuration is the fact, oh, there was nothing before, and now there's something. He I does say he's up. a very powerful conjurer. So he's conjuring up things which are inherently magical. Yeah, but if you can conjure up a magical thing, I mean, I guess there's there's got to be limitations on it. But once you accept <laughs> that you can conjure up magical items, mm-hmm. you know what's to stop you from conjuring? I'm going to conjure up uh, a, a box, and it conjures up gold or something right like there's where does it end john this is madness it, it, it's true but I, I i believe he is supposed to be the most magical conjurer the most uh, oh my goodness why is he sorry, the, the most powerful emotion? conjurer sorry what why is if he's the most powerful conjurer why is he acting in a in like a service position like why is he conjuring you a potion in particular it's a good question because like, if I was um, I believe the most powerful conjurer, I would presumably be in charge. Like, uh, if if someone was like, Ian, I want you to conjure me a potion, I'll say, well, I'm going to fucking I'm gonna conjure a sword in your stomach if you keep bothering me. Get out of my hair. Uh, presu- presumably it's a business transaction, but I guess, you know, but what, what, what most, need uh, does he what, have what for business? You possibly, good... yeah, what possible thing could you give? I'm going to give you this goal. And the conjurer's like, well, okay, I can, I'm just going to conjure myself a big old pot of gold. Right? Like, it's... So, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, I, I can't say. I, what does the potion these are do, questions John? I don't remember. Yeah, I watched it before I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I think it's a sleep potion. <laughs> well, it's even worse. It's not like, it doesn't do anything, it just puts you to sleep. Oh no, I think you, you've tried other sleep potions before and they weren't effective. So you had to get a more powerful sleep potion. 
from this powerful conjurer. Okay, the most um, powerful sleep potion in all the land. Yeah, so I guess it's really sort of more of a, a medical uh, service. I guess that's nice of him, but yeah, remember, John, no one's ever died of insomnia. Like you're 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 wasting this guy's time. I mean, it, it could be very unpleasant though to have insomnia. It certainly can be. Um, Extremely unpleasant. No one's ever died, John. No one's ever died from insomnia. Directly. uh, Yeah, directly. I (laughs) I believe that there have been indirect deaths. Oh, so, I mean, like, a a large number of car accidents are caused because people are sleepy. So, it's an important service. It is Uh, the most powerful conjurer? (laughs) Yeah, maybe he's just saying that. Maybe it's not true. Maybe he just likes to brag. Yeah, that's... I guess if I was a conjurer, I'd probably... You know what? I mean, what sort of... What other comparisons would people have? I say I'm the most powerful conjurer. Like, no, you're not. Well, okay, show, show me a more powerful conjurer. Yeah. But you can't, because they're not real. I'm going to come <laughs> out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make... Have my own... I'm going to have, like, my eighth or ninth revelation in this particular <laughs> two-part series and say that I don't think conjurers are real. <laughs> I think there are people uh, who claim to be conjurers, but I don't think they're performing actual magical conjurations. Because the only there's only two real forms of magic, John. There's only three real forms of magic, and that's music, that's love, and that's that's ghostly curses. Death curses by ghosts are real magic, as is the magic of music and the magic of love. Um, but other than those three, no magic, except for also levitation. But I'm not sure that that's magic. I think that's science. And so finally, we have <laughs> Chibi with the zombie apocalypse roleplay. Heebie-jeebie. Heebie-jeebies. Uh, and in this one, she it's sort of a, a take on the medical roleplay uh, ASMR videos. In that you are a zombie apocalypse survivor. Heebie-jeebies is also a zombie apocalypse survivor. And she has found you unconscious and is patching you up in a safe, uh, in a, like a little... Um, house, a little boarded up house, just uh, making sure you're okay, and you know, speaking softly to you the whole time. So, is she speaking softly out of fear that the zombies will hear and sort of come running, or just to like sort of calm you down and perhaps I think a also little give bit you of ASMR? Uh, I think uh, a, uh, all three of or all of the above. Uh, there is also a moment in this video where. She hears some zombies, and she has some zombie, some nice binaural zombie sound effects. <laughs> well, and... give, me a, give me a sample of those. What? How am I gonna? Just like just sort of make make some noises. Like what? What did it sound like? It was like a. Bleh. Oh no! I mean, it's sort of like a like like a like and like a. So not not, like a, not some silly zombie noises. Some real serious zombie noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some serious zombie noises. Some nice zombie, some nice binaural zombie sound effects. Uh, but I actually, I found those to be, at least for me personally, the most. <laughs> My pop filter uh, just fell. Oh, John, give uh, me some plosives real quick. Some, uh, so my my pop filter just <laughs> fell. Your so pop we're gonna get a lot of just popping plopped off. My your... pop filter plopped to the. Plowed. Pavement. <laughs> the pavement, yeah. Um, One thing that I don't think we address enough in this um, in this podcast is the fact that your apartment does actually have paved floors, and I always thought that was pretty weird. It is pretty unpleasant. Although you I have my pop, pop filter, filter back, yeah, so now back it's, in it's place. Nothing. I'm just holding it now. Could people hear a difference there? Probably not. I don't think it's probably just a piece of garbage that I didn't need and I spent I'm like $5 on listening to you over skype so i assume that i'm getting some some pretty significant downsampling of your recording yeah i, I would imagine so um but yeah the uh the section where the the zombies are moaning outside is a triggered asmr for me whereas i don't think any other aspect of it did but overall it's like it's an enjoyable soothing video that's um, good kind of concerning but it's good I, I I enjoyed that she took a a pretty or sort of a staple of ASMR and uh, altered it to be Halloween slash zombie themed. Mm-hmm. Thought I, I think it was a good job. Overall, I would say uh, 
Heebie-jeebies is the 2017 ASMR Quest Halloween Spooktacular winner. And that actually, that award, that does come with a prize, a cash prize. And John, I want you to reveal the amount that Heebie-jeebies has won. Well, GB, you have won $1. Please wow. reach out to us for your <laughs> prize. Yeah, if you, if you, you know what, if you send us a tweet, we'll send you a buck. For, for having won the Halloween contest of the year. Next year, we will be increasing the cash prize of this in addition to the cash prize of the best um, Twitter name. The cash prize will be $5. <laughs> and again, the cash prize for the best um, Twitter Halloween name will be 25000 US dollars. <laughs> it is strange that the... Uh... That the name prize is is worth more than the sort of overall winner. Well, John, I mean, but the thing is, I mean, if you win the name, you're more likely to win the actual, like, real prize as well. Oh, yeah, certainly. The, the name, you know, is a factor in the a overall critical winner. But it, it, it counts for at least for 20% of it. Yeah, it, it, I guess it, it's sort of like... Um... With the Great British Bake Off, you know, if you win the technical challenge or the first day challenge, or the... the uh, What's the other challenge on the first day? There's the... the... So there's the technical challenge, and then there's the... um, No, I think it's the signature bake, then the technical challenge, then the showstopper. Signature signature technical showstopper. Right, yeah. So, you know, just because you win the signature or or the technical doesn't mean you're going to, like, win the overall for that week. But it is... It it definitely Puts you in the running. It puts you in the running, for sure. It's very rare that someone will win one of those three and not be a real contender for the Yeah, certainly. But, you know, it is certainly possible to be the overall winner for the week without having won one of the earlier challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like sort of how second. the uh, Twitter name and overall winner name works. But in mm-hmm. this year, 2017, GB won both. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Good job, GB. a combined zero plus one dollars or one dollar. <laughs> Payable upon reaching out to us. <laughs> um, so I'm sure GB will be reaching out to us immediately to claim yeah. that prize. Well, actually, um, so there is one small caveat. She does also have to agree to become a guest on this podcast in order to claim the prize. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure she. I'm sure she's just excited to do that. She's jumping at the bit. We'd well, be doing her a huge favor. I mean, John, we're we're getting serious traction now. We've got we really are. We'll be doing GB a huge favor, giving her the good old ASMR quest bump. Also, I gotta say, I mean, the response to our our the first part of our Halloween special was spectacular. Uh, it was spectacular. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, and so I'm really excited. I think that actually she probably reached out to us after we put out that first part already. Um, <laughs> If she yeah. didn't edit, edit in me saying, oh, that was a funny joke that I said. Uh, hold on, okay. That. Oh, that we'll was do. a funny joke that I said. <laughs> so just leave that leave that part in if she didn't. Okay. All right. I don't want to seem, I don't want to seem foolish. Sounds good. Well, listeners, thank you for joining us. Oh, John, for... we're not done yet. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> John. You do this to me every week. <laughs> Every week, John. There's Every a lull. I think we're done. I try to record the outro, and then you interrupt me with one more thing. One more, John. It's just one more thing. Because, John, I mean, this one is all on you. Because this whole time, John, this whole two-parter, the, the whole framing device for this two-parter was the resurrection of the Indulgences Corner, answering, how can listening this, to podcasts make me a millionaire? That was not the framing device. That was that like was you the thing you brought up. That was the framing device that we, we, John, we discussed this weeks in advance. I spent... Hours putting together. Oh, John's taken off his headphones. I don't know where he's going. He's done. Okay, well, listeners, we're going to be talking about the final the final answer to how can listening to a podcast make me a millionaire? And this answer comes hot at us from Louis Kongdong, the top paid podcaster two years in sales, produced six-figure income. Figure is capitalized. Oh, oh John's he's, he's around. Is he, is he coming back on? Hello there, John. Hi. <laughs> Are you done? John, I'm not... I was just getting started. John, podcasts are an incredible way for you to get the information that's very easy to text digest from some of the most respected and notable achievers in any field. 
Listening to podcasts can help you change your mind and ultimately change how you have, think, and act in the world. When it comes to the difference between a poor person, the middle class person, and the super rich person, the main difference is really how they think. Everyone has the same amount of time in their day. It's just that super wealthy people, I've figured out a way to maximize their lives in a way so that they make more money than other people do. When you this listen to a podcast, a fucking asshole. you have an opportunity to listen in and hear how these rich people are thinking, and that could ultimately help you change the way you think and the way that you behave. A few podcasts that I highly recommend are Tim Ferriss Podcast, Thriving Launch Podcast, WTF Podcast, Startup by Gimlet Podcast, Ben Settle Podcast, Kevin Rogers Podcast, All About Marketing with John Carlton, and that should be a good start for you. So, we've given you a lot of tips and tricks um, as to how you can leverage your current podcast listening um, to become a millionaire. If any of those worked out for you, let us know. Um, give us a give us a tweet at, at ASMR underscore quest at twitter.com. You can email us at ASMRquesting at uh, gmail.com. Um, you can write me a letter. You can just send it to my academic um email account at ifoxhumish.edu <laughs> um, you can you can friend me on Facebook I'm Ian Fox there's a lot of other Ian Foxes on Facebook but I'm the one whose profile picture is me laying in a bed of corn um, and John you want to take us away? Ian I'm not a fan of the indulgences corner I've got to come out and say it and <laughs> oh, also the final revelation I don't like giving or I, I don't like bringing these these marketing and uh get rich quick and self-promotion and self-help douchebags onto our platform okay uh, that's fair john um so i was actually going to discuss with you a pivot to becoming a success podcast and right now sort of the feeling that i'm getting is that you are maybe you're going to want to stick with the asmr for now yeah stay tingly listeners <laughs> Was that all we had to do for the outro? I, I thought I think you did my part, right? I'm not. I'm not positive. I think that I did. Um, yeah, I think you did. We'll Listeners, thank you for joining us for this spooktacular. Got Ooh, real spooky at the end there with the fucking indulgences corner. <laughs> Stay tingly. <laughs>